Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, I played Little Nightmares. Okay, here's our spooky intro, because it's Halloween. music is so creepy <laughs> so that is uh directly from the little nightmare soundtrack yes that is six's theme six is the main character and it is uh they did a good job of creeping us out very thoroughly yes it's very suspenseful i think was what we came High up with tension. yes it's tense it's there's, a very tense there's game. no jump scares that i saw mm-hmm but it felt like you were going to walk into a jump scare at any moment. Yes. Which, good job. Because jump scare, I hate them. I love them and I hate them. But Bandai <laughs> Namco, you did such a good job of making me truly terrified. I also hate jump scares. And you learned that the hard way when we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I brought her to tears when our early relationship... I have not jump scared her. Jumped around the corner to scare me out at his dad's house. I screamed, fell backwards, and immediately started crying. (laughs) So I have not actually scared her like that intentionally. (laughs) Not intentionally. (laughs) Since that day. Oh, man. So, Little Nightmares. uh, You played this one. I played this one. Um, She's not really good with scary games or scary things in general. Fair. This one was not the kind of scary that we're... Again, that you're used to. It actually is creepy. It is very creepy. It is a little scary, but not in the normal sense. Like I said, there's no jump scares. There's nothing that makes you jump out of your seat. But I was sitting on the edge of my seat almost the entire game. You were a lot more stressed out than I was, but you were also playing. Yeah, there's a lot of stressful scenarios in that game where you're being chased and you have to hide Mm -hmm. and you're running and there's just horrific monsters chasing you. They are all very creepy. And so... Uh, we're actually going to cover a lot of this. Uh, this will have a bunch of spoilers, everybody. The game's been out for a few years. We will not spoil the ending of the game, but characters and certain plot points we will be spoiling. Yeah. So just, you know, if you haven't played it, stop right here, play it, and then come back and... It's only like five hours-ish? Yeah, the actual original game is only about four or five hours your first playthrough, after that, there is some DLC, and they're coming out with a second one. There is. That's in our notes. But we did not play any of the DLC. We did not. This is just the original Little Nightmares game. That is also in our notes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, this is direct, directly from the Bandai Namco website. It says, Immerse yourself in Little Nightmares, a dark, whimsical tale that will confront you with your childhood fears as you help six escape the maw a vast mysterious vessel inhabited by corrupted souls looking for their next meal game was developed by is that tarsier studios i think so originally released in april 28th of 2017 yeah that's a decent description yeah the maw as a vessel it it felt felt like a giant ship yeah but it was really confusing to me at the same time yes it's kind of, once you realized what it was through playing the game, it kind of reminded me of, uh, what is it, The Raft in Marvel. After Civil War, that's where they take everybody. Oh, okay. It's just like the floating prison out in the ocean. Mm, this yeah. one was just creepy. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of layers underneath the water. Yes. And ultimately, you end up above 
the water, but I won't yeah. get too much into that. But why don't we read a couple uh, reviews for the game, and then we'll actually start covering the characters and everything like that. Okay, so on Metacritic, this has a 78 from reviewers and an 8.0 from users. So they're pretty much on par with each other. Yeah, it's actually really close. IGN positive. They said, you know where your predators are and what they can potentially do to you at almost all times. You're more worried about them knowing where you are, which is true. Yep. Negative. They said it's 2.5D setup. Makes certain moments of precision platforming simply irritating, specifically when you jump slightly at the wrong angle and tumble unnecessarily into an abyss. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I grabbed that specifically for you. (laughs) So people who don't know... A 2D game is literally a left and right options. Super Mario on Super the Mario NES. On the NES. Uh, 3D is Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. And 2.5 is where you're moving sideways, but you can move up and back and forth. A little floor. bit of depth. There's depth to the levels. Yep. Uh, and we will get into more of that, but some of that was endlessly frustrating for me. There's yes. a certain pipe sequence where you have to walk across, and I kept falling yeah, and dying. Was, yep. mm-hmm. I think it happened about five times, and yep. then we found out I didn't have to walk across the whole pipe, and yes. that drove me nuts. Yep. <laughs> the other one I grabbed was from Level Up, and it was specifically about the game's design, and I just really liked this description. It says, it may be best described as an early tool video with a French stop-motion short film scored by Danny Elfman and a pinch of a twisted version of Spirited Away. This mixture gives the game a lot of personality and makes it unique. That's that's the best description I've ever heard the of this game. The only other thing it kind of reminded me of was Coraline. Yeah. A little bit, like the creepiness of the monsters and Is that stuff. Tim Burton? Tim Burton. Yeah. Or, it's I, th- a... I think he was one of the directors like, on it. Producers. Producers, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was directly him, but it was not a child-friendly movie for anybody looking for a child-friendly... <laughs> they made it out to be like a child-friendly movie. Coraline is not. No, if you read the original story, it's not. Or seen The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, that's a take on Coraline. It is not. Not. But anyway, back to the game. Sorry. So, no, we uh, we tend to go off track on yep. these things. I think we forgot to preface in the beginning, we love Halloween. We do. And so, despite the fact that we're bad with scary things, we absolutely love Halloween. We love Halloween, and we have very close friends that also love Halloween, and they love Halloween more than we do. Uh, One of them does. The other one just goes along with it, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I think he likes it. (laughs) He likes it. I don't know if he's obsessed. Not to the same extent, I would think, but yeah. So, but just we, anytime we can find something Haunted Mansion related from Disney... Or yeah. Hollywood Tower Hotel, mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. We we almost we we eat it up. Yeah, our sitting area, our family room, gaming area is all just Hollywood Tower Hotel is one of the paintings, and then the rest of it is all haunted mansion stuff. So we really like the yeah. Halloween stuff. So this was, despite the fact that I'm bad with scary games, this was <laughs> a very it was a joy. It really was fun to play this game. So this character six. Uh, I best way to describe it is a young girl wearing a rain jacket. Yeah. Now, the thing I don't know is if she is actually full size and the monsters are just huge, or if she is genuinely tiny and those are normal size people. That's a great question. No, it's not really explained. No. But I'm assuming that you're just tiny. Probably. But That's you what are you're your little person, the little nightmare, uh, yes. and you are trying to sneak out of this ship called the Maw. The Maw. And you are basically being chased by mainly 
overarching big guys that walk around. Mm-hmm. There's a couple sequences where little things chase you. There's oozes that pop out and they like slug like. Remember in the early areas, the oh, slug yeah. things that start to chase you. Yes. There's a room where you're walking through a bunch of, I think it's discarded items and this thing you can't see it but it's running towards Ooh. you mm-hmm. and it jumps out at you but the main it's like a graboid the first evil monster you encounter uh i believe is the janitor yeah so he you see him briefly in what they call the dungeon area or the yeah, jails chapter one in chapter one and that chapter is really just getting you used to the atmosphere and atmosphere the controls that's where you come upon a bunch of oozes that are coming after you, uh, and you only encounter a big guy once. Mm-hmm. That could have been a, the jailer, but I don't see anything else about him, so I think it was just the janitor. I think so. Anyway, you get to Act 2. Chapter 2, yes. And the janitor is everywhere you are. Uh, yeah. And... He was so frustrating. You, you, we almost stopped playing this game because of the janitor. He was really difficult for me, and I don't know why I was struggling so much. He follows you around. He hears you. He he doesn't see you. He can hear you. He hears you, and he's got super long arms that can reach up to the top of bookshelves that you hide on. So you have to like drop toys so that he'll hear those and go that way. And then you have to like sprint across. Yeah, you enter eventually enter his bedroom. I think is what it is to turn on a TV. Turn on get a TV a key. to distract him to get a key to go all the way back to the beginning. That's where you also had some trouble with the 2.5D where. You had to pull it, crank the grand piano up to a certain level, but the moment you started doing that, the music changed, and he would hear you and come running, and you would panic, and um, not rotate the not piano. rotate it enough, and then just go for it and fall too far and die. And that happened like eight times, at least five that I can recall. And I just it's endlessly frustra- endlessly frustrating, and there's a lot of points where I had to have uh, you, Chris, have my wife look up. Everything to do here. Yeah, once we made it through that second chapter, we definitely had a walkthrough guide open on my iPad. In so case I, I got could, stuck yeah. somewhere, because I got stuck frequently. There's a lot of... Some of the puzzles made sense. Yes. And other of them, they just didn't really sink in what I was supposed to do most of the time. Yeah. So I thought certain things would happen, but then I, I just like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. Like, there's one where you have to make sausage links to swing on... Oh, yeah, because you have to, like, go up into the room above and put the meat on the grate and then go back down and then open, and push drop, a button to drop the meat in to then crank a thing to then make the sausage. To swing on the to sausage. To, to get, get into the, the vent. Day. And you don't think of stuff. Like, in my head, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yep. I just went up into the freezer accidentally, and I was like, what am I doing up here? And then I'm like, oh, I see meat. I guess I'm supposed to push this around. A lot of stuff like that. Yep. If you're really into problem solving, you'll like this game. Be ready for some frustrating moments in that aspect to me. Uh, the other part that drove me nuts were the controls, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. After you get past the the janitor, the other bosses weren't so bad. Yeah, the kitchen was the twin chefs. The twin chefs. Um, there's more, more than that, I think, but the two main ones you see walking around. Yeah. 
I got caught a couple times, but I wasn't as frustrated by them as I was the Act 2 or Chapter 2 boss. No, the kitchen, which is Chapter 3, was a lot easier than Chapter 2 for you, and you kind of breezed through, and we calmed down, and that's when I looked at how long the game was. I'm like, okay, we're through Chapter 3. We can make it through the next two chapters and do our podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so we did. (laughs) So then there's the guests. So you basically go through the... um, dining area and then their quarters i believe yeah and they are horrifying they are very very they are just all these obese giant people that creations that all they do is eat yes and they chase you because they want to eat you yes if you get caught Mm -hmm. you get eaten yes horrifying Mm -hmm. so you're walking on the tables sometimes they're so heavy that they can't even get a hold of you but they're reaching with their arms to grab you, so you have to run around them and jump. And I got caught there several times. Oh, yeah. There was one room, one area that was difficult mm-hmm. because you had people reaching for you from the front and people reaching from you behind. And then once you realized you could jump to avoid their hands, it was a little bit easier. Yeah, there's certain things you do that I just didn't think of. The controls were a little limiting on that aspect, too. Mm-hmm. So once you get through there, you get to the main boss, which is the geisha. The lady. The lady is what they call her. I believe she's a geisha, though. Um, story behind her, she never shin her face. There's a whole bunch of broken mirrors, and there's a big old boss battle with here where you have to show her her reflection, and it does. Yeah, the she's the final boss, and that one was actually good. Like, that was fun. The most terrifying moment when, was when she chased me the first time. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. That was terrifying. You, you sneak past her, and then she just disappears. Yep. And then she appears and she's chasing you from behind and you are running for your dear life from her. So kudos on the last part of the game. (laughs) It was a really good boss fight. It was a lot of fun. Chapter two almost made us quit. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Chapter two made us almost quit, but three, four, five, and one were fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of chapter two that drove me nuts was just the the controls of the game were the one thing that drove me nuts. So when you jump on a ledge, it doesn't automatically grab. You have to grab on and you have to hold R2 while doing your other functions. Mm. So you can't just grab and pull yourself up. You have to hold R2 to climb. You have to do this. And I understand it for climbing purposes, but when you jump to a ledge and you don't auto grab, that just feels really old. Rudimentary. Just a really old school mechanic that felt almost unnecessary. I don't know if it was to add to the difficulty or if it made it, or if it was just something they thought was a good idea. I just, if if I have one piece of criticism, if you're jumping to a ledge, just auto grab. Auto grab is fine. Mm-hmm. I made the jump. Don't make me have to figure out the grab at the same time. Look, if Link can start climbing things in Breath of the Wild, games can have auto grab. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But. That's a minor complaint. Now, the 2.5D that we talked about earlier, there's some sequences where it's really hard to tell the depth. The camera angle did not let me see the depth of the pipes very well. So when you're walking on something, it just... All of a sudden, I'm falling off to my death. Mm Because I didn't realize I moved slightly left or right while walking. Mm -hmm. And it makes you have to move really slow. And sometimes you can't be moving really slow because you're running and you have to get by things. I'm not saying that this part was so much bad. I think it'll be much more refined in the next one. Yes. But in this one, it wasn't as refined as I would have liked it to be. Okay, that's fair. I had a lot of unnecessary deaths, I felt, because I couldn't tell, like, where something was in the depth of field. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I thought I was running past it, and I ran right into objects sometimes. Maybe it's just me being terrible at games. That also could be a big part You're of it. You're not terrible at games. <laughs> I'm terrible at games. We're both just okay. Yeah. They had some collectibles. Yes. There are statues. You had to hug gnomes. I t- we realized that in, like, chapter four, that there were, like, side things we could be collecting. I knew there were statues you could break. Yeah, because we did that at the very beginning. We didn't realize about the gnomes. No, I didn't realize you could hug them. I know. That's so cute. Why didn't we do it? I know. You just walk up and you give them a big old squeeze and they're all happy about it. hmm I mean, outside of that, music was really good. hmm What did you enjoy the most about the game? I liked the aesthetic. Just the overall feel of yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it had like the Tim Burton creepiness, but, you know, different enough from him because he feels very overdone at this point in our lives. Like, it was very almost Nightmare Before Christmas when like, that was his big thing. Yeah, imagine all the big grotesque people are the mare chasing you, but heavier and more blob-like. Yes, yes, that is the perfect description. And it was just the right amount of creepy and just off-putting enough. Like, yeah. the, the janitor, because he couldn't see you, but, like, he didn't quite have, like, a neck, and he just wore, like, bandages around and his eyes. he had eyes. really long arms. Really long arms, and it's just, like, grotesque enough to make you feel mildly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was all very consistent and, like, just the perfect amount of creepy yeah i agree with that Mm -hmm. i'd say i repeating myself a lot here but i like the tension scary Mm -hmm. i don't like jump scary let me rephrase that i like being jump scared every once in a while i think it's fun and it's funny afterward i'm like you get that son of a bee out of you and then you laugh and then you're like don't do that again game Mm -hmm. this one was all tension the entire time and it was very tense at certain moments Uh, i like that a lot I had a really good time with that not being scared out of my seat every five seconds. Fair. Uh, the game felt fair most of the time as well. I, I did do some complaining about the controls, but for the most part, everything felt fair. When you did when you did everything correctly, everything felt fair. <laughs> but if you mess up even a smidge... The game punishes you It punishes it. you really hard. And I was playing on the easy mode. I'm sure there's harder modes, more tension. I was... No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, controls were not my favorite, but it was fine. You had to look up a lot of the game for me. Yeah, and once you got past Chapter 2, you were still frustrated playing through Chapter 3, but Chapter 3 was a lot more intuitive than Chapter 2 and a lot less tension. Yeah. So once you made it there, you were like, okay, just look stuff up. You got stuck... Once or twice in chapter three, and then I just kept it open so that we had it. Yeah, we got to a point where we were like, I really want to do the podcast, so let's beat the game and get into it. Uh, There is a story to the game. Yes. It's not apparent unless you look... Look it up. If you're in, if you're really looking for the story, I think you would definitely get it on your second playthrough. Or if we played the DLC, we might have been clued in, clued in a little bit more. Yeah, there's a different character that you play as in the DLC. It's not six anymore. I don't know the name of the other character though. I don't either. But there's a different character you play as, and I think they're friends. But you, um. The name of the game stick, you become a little nightmare. Mm-hmm. I won't describe why. Or how. Or how. 
but you do become a little nightmare at the end of the game, and it's very cool, actually. It is, yeah. The whole ending scene is fun. Yep. So what did you think overall? I mean, did you agree with the user scores? What would you give the game? I would probably give this a 7. 7 out of 10. Okay. Any reason it was lo- lower? Just just because? Scary things aren't really my strong suit. I mean, stuff like this, it's not too bad. I It was frustrating to watch you struggle through some parts of it and get frustrated. Oh, I got really frustrated. You got really frustrated. And you're the kind of person that will keep playing until you get through it. You're not like me where, like, I need to quit and come back when I'm clear-minded. You're like, no, I need to get this done. Yeah. And that stresses me out. Yeah, that so. happened a lot with Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. There's parts where I lose and I had to play 50 times to get something right. Some of that I missed because you would play while I was working because you were trying to... I did a lot of the side quests when you were working for that game. But here, I mean, we got through it. We did. We got through it and we said, okay, we're in chapter three. We're going to take a break for the night and we'll pick it up tomorrow. And that's what we did. Uh, I would give it an 8.5. I liked the game enough. I would definitely play two and I'm interested in playing in the DLC uh, I just don't think we'll be doing that for a podcast. I just, you know, what it was. Uh, yeah. Overall, guys, worth a play. Yeah, if definitely. You, if you want a really good Halloween game, yes. dive into Little Nightmares and give it a shot. It's worth your time. The sequel comes out on February 11th, 2021. Why do scary games always come out around Valentine's Day? I don't know. Didn't Resident Evil 2 come out, uh, the right, remake? Yeah, right around Valentine's <laughs> Day. That's, no, it's, uh, no, that was in March. That was that three. Was, no, oh, three was, was three? in March. Three was in March. But a lot of scary games come out in February. Yeah, three came out right at the start of COVID. I'm like, oh, this will be great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a great way to start quarantine. <laughs> yeah, so I, I give the game an 8.5. It is worth your time. It's worth it. It's a short game. Uh, it was on sale on the PlayStation Network. That's where we played it on. But you can pick this up on any platform. Yes. I really feel like my 7 out of 10 rating is like when Homer is a food critic. And he's like, I'm going to give this my lowest rating ever. Seven thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, if you have any questions for us about anything, uh, reach out to us uh, at Gaming Marriage on Twitter. Or if you have an email, if you have any comments questions or you want to give us uh, some feedback or definitely tell us what game we should play next uh gaming marriage at gmail.com we do have one game on the docket and i think after that the playstation 5's coming out oh yeah what's your uh you've got the countdown on your phone i do it's uh ooh, i'm gonna just look real yeah, fast just, just look all right all right we're pulling it up we're pulling it up uh, it is oh come on you stupid phone <laughs> 33 days six hours and 19 minutes until the PlayStation 5 launch on 11-12-2020. You have not gotten your pre-order canceled yet. So. No, I haven't. It's still good. It's still in. Uh, we're definitely going to give you guys some good reviews for that coming up. So stay tuned to us here. Uh, but the next one, uh, just, just so you know, is uh, Near Automata. Yes. It's amazing. It's pretty good. I really like this game. It's pretty good. I really, really like this game. So I uh, look forward to catching you guys in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.